This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. What a brilliant day to be alive it is today, Ian. It's really horrible weather. It is, isn't it? I always think, though, if you start talking about the weather with someone, it's because you've run out of interesting things to talk to them about. <laughs> weather. Like you might pod. as well just stop talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like that, <laughs> ladies anyway, and gentlemen. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week. Goodbye. Yes, no, we're going to do a podcast be- before we say goodbye, um, and we're going to start off with um, something that sounds rather a lot like the following. Um, in fact, we're actually going to get very cross indeed today, and there's a serious chance we are going to sound a bit like a stuck record, but that is the risk we face when discussing plans for things as contentious as the following. The Guardian wrote this week that the government has revived plans to make pornography websites carry out age checks, which would require British users to provide data such as their credit card or passport details to prove they are over 18. Or if I doctor that lead to just be a little bit more accurate about how things would play out, uh, it would sound a bit like this. The Guardian wrote this week that the government has revived plans to inadvertently make social media platforms and image hosting websites carry out age checks, which would require British users to provide data such as a credit card or passport detail to prove they are within arm's reach of someone who's over 18. Anyway, uh, The Guardian actually continues. Ministers said the forthcoming online safety bill will be altered to ensure that commercial porn sites are brought within its scope. This is an update to the uh, the draft legislation, which now applies to providers of user-generated pornography, such as OnlyFans. Now, people who listen to our live show or get the unedited version on demand will know that Ian has been considering becoming an OnlyFans model. (laughs) Now, it sounds like a slanderous piece of libel, but he's here to defend himself. Go on. Uh, No, I'm absolutely not. I just, Mm. it's, uh, you know, it's one way of making money. Uh, You know, if I was 20, maybe it would be an option. Mm. But I'm not. I'm double that and a plus a few years. I still think there's a market for it. (laughs) Anyway, Digital Minister Chris Philps said it's too easy for children to access pornography online. Quote, parents deserve peace of mind that their children are protected online from seeing things no child should see, he said. I agree. Quote, we are now strengthening the online safety bill so it applies to all porn sites to ensure we achieve our aim of making the Internet a safer place for children. Uh, The digital minister did not say um, proof of age would be required to access other things online, such as how to create homemade explosives or how to stream live beheadings or how to absorb disinformation about the dangers of vaccines or the benefits of eating disorders for 13-year-old girls, all of which I would choose um, over, you know, a standard, perfectly pleasant sex video uh, if I had children uh, if someone asked me which was the more likely to ruin their lives long term anyway 
Uh, the reason we're stuck in uh, in this, well, stuck record territory is because the Conservative Party has been trying to get this into law uh, since about 2015. I think it was actually a campaign promise, wasn't it? I'm going off script I now, believe I, so. I, yeah. I believe it, it might have been uh, under Cameron. Um, and it, it keeps running into challenges uh, such as opposition from privacy campaigners over who would be the gatekeeper of identity checking information, uh, You know how they're going to prevent leaks of people's uh, smut preferences, which is a very legitimate uh, concern. I would say, uh, and how to stop heavy-handed laws actually making life online worse and more tedious uh, for everyone, even though they are with the best of intentions being designed to protect children, which um, it obviously is good. You only have to look at something like the EU's cookie pop-up situation that we have um, in Europe and in the UK, obviously, um, to see how heavy-handed laws can just spiral out of control and defeat the object that they were created to protect in the first place. Now, The Guardian also wrote that the government has said any um, age assurance method used by pornography sites would have to protect privacy. Good. Uh, However, individual companies will be allowed to decide how to comply with the new rule. Although the communications regulator, that's Ofcom, for people who haven't listened to the show before, shame on you, shame on you, uh, may recommend some age checking technologies, which is probably a good thing. And before I give Ian a chance to get his word in edgeways, um, pornography outlets that fail to comply with the legislation face being fined 10% of their income or being blocked by UK internet service providers. I think I know which one would happen. Mm. Uh, the, the latter. Yes. Uh, some solutions to the checks uh, include things like checking uh, a user's age against da- data held by a mobile phone provider uh, using a credit card. Uh, the Guardian also wrote that age verification providers, uh, or rather the Age Verification Providers Association, said a range of methods could also be used, including artificial intelligence programs that estimate a user's age from a selfie. Oh, good. What could possibly go wrong? <sighs> Well, Ian, that's a good question to hand to you, I suppose. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I mean, absolutely everything. If if yeah. that, if we're going to... I mean, look, there are ways of doing uh, biometric checks that don't involve sending the actual photograph to uh, a government institution or anything like that. It is perfectly possible. Um, but I'm I'm nervous about it for this context because we're basically potentially tying pieces of information together aren't we like you know who is this person and what are they looking at like you mentioned earlier on in the story it's a problem if those things ever leak it, it's a real problem and, and and not just like a an embarrassment thing it's you know we i think i'm sure we all remember the ashley madison hack that um ultimately cost a lot of so a number of people their lives because this they was were, the web this was the website about having extramarital affairs yeah yeah exactly and there were there were members of that site who were outed by the leak and um well i mean they t- they took their own lives and you know that is that is a a small portion of the damage that could be done to you know people who live in countries where homosexuality isn't you know legal or is you know uh otherwise uh, yes not a, i mean we're, we're talking we're talking here about uk law but i think your point yes. still stands in that there are families of people who are very much culture so. or background frown on, on something like that and you know a, a young person may be a perfectly legal age uh and want to access that but obviously as you say if that if that leaks it can cause enormous problems yeah, yeah. and you, you know people people have to let their friends and families know about their personal lives when they're ready. You can't just have it 
coming out at random times it's just not acceptable um so yeah you know that's the first problem um the the other problem is that they you know i mean to be fair if you were to just block all the adult sites that is one solution and then you you know you would apply i guess to your isp to have that block removed maybe um i guess but i mean the thing is isps already offer that service it's already possible on virtually every major internet service provider to have an an adult content block put on your service so how is this going to be any different what's well there are there there are a couple of ways um because the government will point to things like or other ministers will point to things like um there being an age gate for buying alcohol and an age gate for buying a a lottery ticket but in both of those circumstances the user is expecting something physical uh, to come back to them they need to be identified in order to receive a jackpot or to receive booze in in the mail whereas with pornography uh, and and purely digital content like this they need to prove for access but the access is the product really so it's not like they they that can be persuaded that actually there's a there's a legitimate reason to give this over they're just gonna either work a way around it with a vpn or go to a smaller website that isn't um subject to the law because these things tend to have a cutoff that it applies to the big you know the big players or the big isps um as we saw with piracy and, and BitTorrent and things um, and then the other the other side of it is is what is an adult website, and this is why it's mm. been called into question whether something like Reddit or Twitter um, would be subject to age checking because both Reddit per- both host a lot of adult content, but they're not a paid for platform of user generated content in the way that OnlyFans is, and therefore is now subject to this revised legislation. Which makes perfect sense because OnlyFans is already presumably doing verification through credit cards. Yes, but we've seen that it's not totally bulletproof because we've seen examples on there of of models who are found to be underage, and they've and they've addressed that. Um, so it's not a foolproof system, and it is always going to be possible to take somebody's credit card. I mean, true story. I once used my grandma's credit card to sign up to hotornot.com. <laughs> now I must point out she did know about it. Uh, she did say I can't remember what exactly I said. I was doing on hotornot.com uh, it turns out meeting a girlfriend i dated for six months oh right um so it you know money well spent yeah uh, on, the, on the subscription that the, the girlfriend didn't charge me um although I, I paid in other ways um what was my point oh god knows mate <laughs> sort of got lost in the drama there and uh, the point is i think that we 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 think that this is good intentioned and, and obviously good to protect kids from uh accidentally stumbling across pornography but kids will be yeah. kids and kids but it, are very clever it, uh, and it and, uh, you know as you said it doesn't it doesn't work because it doesn't take into account the sharing of videos on whatsapp it doesn't uh you know email all the other ways that people can get videos it doesn't preclude people from putting a bunch of them on usb stick it none of it none of it works it doesn't work and i i, th- I think i guess part of my angst now is that there are groups of people in the in the public sphere who are fairly influential and i'm thinking about mums net and stuff like that and they say things like any attempt at protecting children is a good thing and i fundamentally don't agree with that like i just I, I feel like the internet is an awful place and it's parents responsibility to take charge of their children's access and make sure they are um 
kept as far away from it as possible. Now, and this is good that you talk about this because you have two small children. Yes, I, I, I do. don't, and I, I can sit here on my high horse and talk about, you know, the, the the good intentions of this law and how it's unlikely to work and and so on. But you know, you you have kids, and they are, if you don't mind me saying, I'm sure of ages that you know some inadvertent exposure to adult content is likely to be rather confusing it, for them well, uh, yeah absolutely and it's de- and it's definitely possible for that to happen you know given that my daughter has a phone and you know and you can't control who sends you stuff sometimes um but yeah i th- i feel like it's uh, again it, it's at home it's something i can do something about i could instigate um site blocking for those sites if i if i felt it was appropriate or i could just be honest with them and say look you know this that this is a thing um but you know you're going to have to be aware that it's not something that re- you know represents reality I, you know you have to have these conversations i hope that they're um conversations that people are having at, at school anyway yeah um well a couple of good points have come up in the in the live chat here and i think nix is particularly uh, pertinent here many rules and laws aren't perfect but is it an argument not to try just because you can't help all kids shouldn't you help some and i think that's a very very good point because laws are not perfect but at the same time if everyone is telling you that something is likely to fail and potentially make things worse that might be a reason to still try but try it a different way yes because laws are quite hard to repeal once they're in you know in, in in the process of um well once they're in power yeah, I I agree. I I do think there are things that we could try. I don't think a, a, you know a unilateral block like this is the right approach. I don't think it will work. I think it still opens people up, to, and it and it will breed complacency, and people will feel that they're protected, and they won't be. Mm. Um, are there any? How would we do this? Because we we've 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 been quite down on this as a uh, as a piece of legislation, which is due, I believe, to be presented to Parliament quite soon. You know, this is something that is um, is coming back around for debate. You know, it's it's very likely that the online it's online safety bill, isn't it now? Yeah, um, will is something that could come into into force this year. I, uh, I, f- I feel like the appropriate approach would be to set up a service that people can use if they want to that has a very comprehensive list of sites that are blocked and if if you want to use it then make sure that it's something that all the RSPs are able to use uh, like a centralized database and then give parents the opportunity to opt into it and and put a, a group of people on it as full-time jobs uh, who, are, who are able to react quickly add new sites that kind of stuff and make it a centralized thing but give people the choice if they want to opt into it or not okay now nick also asks another question which i think is a good question because it keeps us thinking um i'd like to be clearer as to what you think the downsides are and i think that's that's fair because we maybe haven't been as articulate on that um from my perspective the downsides are that if you force if you say that the big players and any you know uh websites that are producing or hosting um, pornographic material they have to put up an age gate then it immediately creates a secondary market for less responsible websites to not do which then simply allows people who 
are who hit an age gate to say oh i'll go somewhere else then and then they go to another site where perhaps they don't have the resource to be policing the content in a way that some of the bigger players tend to using things like ai or to expedite uh, takedown requests or to keep particularly uh, horrific content off you know things that glorify abuse um, and i don't mean in the csam sense but in the sense of very violent and, and aggressive um, sexual content that is still legal but you know not exactly just two people having a cuddle without the clothes on yeah. um, the other side of it is that where do you draw the line with social media because they host the content they actively uh, know that they host the content and so being the size that they are they would potentially fall subject to this which could then mean that sites like reddit and twitter uh, would essentially have to make a choice of blocking uk users or paying up in order to keep serving uk users we've seen in the past with say gdpr that that is often easier to just say well we just won't serve the uk then for instance there are publishers in the us who still do not allow people in europe to access their newspaper websites because it's too expensive and cumbersome for them to try and implement gdpr so in that scenario, you then get people who just say, fine, we'll just block people from that particular country from access, no problem. And that's not good because then it cuts people who are legitimately entitled to view things that aren't pornographic and they can't do it simply because of fear from of the law. And then yeah. the third reason is that as we've seen with um, things like uh, the blocks, if you remember, there was that case about 10, 12 years ago where I think it was the Internet Watch Foundation put a block on the IP address behind Wikipedia to block people from viewing that Scorpions album that has a, a, a naked child on the cover, um, basically blocked Wikipedia for all of the UK because they said, right, well, we need to add this to the block list because this particular page is on here. Um, and that basically meant that Wikipedia went offline for everyone in Britain um, for, for a while. Um, or with the Addison Madison leak, Ashley Madison leak, where um, people had their data leaked because it wasn't protected properly and some people were caught out for having affairs and some people um, ended up uh, taking their lives so those are the kinds of reasons why these sorts of approaches sometimes have a, a habit of not working the way that people want and generally speaking the people who really want to access that stuff or who really want to make somebody see it against their will they tend to find ways around doing it and that's the reason why we're skeptical on this problem well if you have a view on this and i'm sure you do and i'm sure they're not all in agreement with things in and i said um do send us your thoughts hello at uktechshow.com or tweet them at us uh what is our twitter at text message pod isn't it <laughs> i think so yeah I believe that's the way. We've only had it for seven years. You thought we'd have known it by now, but I think that's what it is. Uh, and let us know, and we'll come to your feedback next week. Now, Nate, um, the other week, I, th I told you and our Patreon subscribers about my ban from commenting on Amazon purchases. You did. I did. And th so this is going to be a slightly different section now, because I imagine you're going to have questions as we go through, and I'll do my best to answer them. But in a fit of rage, I made a GDPR request to Amazon, which you can do very simply on, on its website, um, and asked for all my data. And 
a couple of weeks passed and, and nothing happened. I thought, oh, maybe maybe it's just not coming. And then out of the blue, uh, yesterday or the day before, I think, it, an email turned up and said, your data's ready. Click here to download. And so, can I yes, just, can I yes, just like a very quick yes. question? I think you might have missed a point out here mm. that this was because you'd been banned from... Rev- reviewing stuff that's right yeah i've been i've been banned from reviewing um and I, it, didn't we? I could yeah exactly and I, I know that not everyone has the patreon and it was a it was a uh, an extra message wasn't it i talked about it yeah um so yes yeah, so i've been banned i was frustrated by it I, I i feel like i've seen a lot of people talking about it on twitter as well um and it seems like it's quite common for people to get banned from commenting on or reviewing amazon things um and they've done nothing wrong um, and I, I wanted to see if I could work out why. So I thought, well, I'll get the data and, and, and see. And as you'll find out in a minute, I did get a sort of answer, but it's not very, it's not, it hasn't changed anything. It hasn't really added any light. But what I have got is this enormous treasure trove of data that I didn't expect to get really. Um, although I suppose I should have done. Um, it's about 50 to 75 different download links um, that each contain an aspect of my history with Amazon. Um, it includes every purchase I've made on Amazon since 2003, um, including some so old they don't even have current ASIN numbers, uh, so they no longer work. You can't find out what they were, although there there is a list of things in English as well, rather than just in numbers. Um, mm. It includes that Xbox that we talked about the other week that blew up, oh, that had yeah. to be replaced. Um, and it contains um, payment method, cost, purchase date, shipping date, etc. And it also, this particular sheet, allows me to calculate exactly how much money I've spent over the 533 orders I've made with Amazon in the last 20 years. So, no. um, yeah. So have a guess how much money I've spent with Amazon since 2013. Since 2003? Since 2003, yeah. My God. How much have you spent on... uh, I don't know. And ladies and gentlemen, we do script our show... But, yeah, I've left it out. <laughs> but he's left he's he's left it out, so I can't see. He's just written reveal amount after guessing. Yeah, I've got a sum in an Excel spreadsheet that's Have revealing. You? Yep. Well, we're getting some guesses actually in in the live chat. Uh, Gutherman says ten thousand uh, pounds. Kate says twelve thousand pounds. Nick says fifteen thousand pounds. John says seventeen thousand pounds. I mean, I'm just going to continue the tr- the trend and say twenty, but right. I actually have a feeling it's going to be more than that. I'm going to well, say no. it's going to be something like forty grand. No, someone, Mike says twenty-one grand. Someone has pretty much got it right from those guesses. Oh, well, okay, so and... it has to be less than mine, presumably. Yeah, yep. uh, which means it's less than Mike's. Sorry, Mike. Um, Gutherman, ten ten k. Not quite. It's Kate. Um, Kate. It's twelve thousand seven hundred thirty-four pounds thirty-five pence. Wow! You yeah. win a sticker, Kate. Yeah, that's what you. That's Congrat- what you win. Or congratulations! <laughs> you can ha- you can have an Ian cuddle. Yeah. Hashtag OnlyFans. Um, okay, <laughs> that's 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 amazing. What else did you find? Oh my god, I found everything. Um, I've got a list of every single um, thing I've streamed from Prime Video. Um, I've got um, a recording of every single Alexa trigger. So, you, oh, she, uh, she's going to chirp up in one of the bedrooms, I think. God. Anyway, um, so every time you say the, the wake word, obviously, immediately after that, it records a small amount of audio to process. Um, so uh, I've got 
1.6 gigabytes of WAV files that have. Wait, hang on, hang on. I thought they, I thought they deleted that. I think you can request for it to be deleted. There is a button in the app that enables you to delete your history. So, in, so, so, so Amazon's just sitting there on 1.6 gig yeah. of your personal and home recordings. Yeah, and I'm not, knowing. and I'm not a heavy user, so I, goodness only knows what the record is. But someone wow. out there has got to have 20, 30 gigs worth of WAV files, and you know that they're tiny. They're, so there's a lot of them because have you they're listened only, to them. I've listened to some of them. Yeah. Uh, I was going to send you like one, but I couldn't really find one that was amusing enough. There will maybe, be some. Maybe in there maybe let's that... do an extra message. Maybe I'll request mine, and we'll do uh, it. I mean, yeah. I don't use any Amazon products, so that one will be a bit boring. Well, but, if you um, didn't delete your audio, all the stuff that you did use in there will still be there. Uh, Gutherman says in live chat, you can also request them not to save recordings. I assume right. that'd be an option, but clearly for yours, the default is save and amass 1.6 gig of them. We'll come back. Maybe there's something fun we could do with with that. Um, but but carry on. That's yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It, it, it's it's quite the whole thing's been quite interesting, really. Like I, the the data doesn't seem particularly well structured to me. Um, I've also got a list of um, music that has been played on Amazon Prime. Um, I've got a um, a weird sheet that's got some tracking data for a device being used. So it's like a uh, number of milliseconds of use, reason for stopping, and it's like screen off. So it must have been a tablet or a phone or something that was connected to Amazon. Um, I don't know why they're tracking that, but it, it's it's so strange. Now, obviously, the, the, the question that I was trying to ask answer here was what you know what why am i banned and i and part of the data has included all of my reviews um and i've looked through them and i still can't find a compelling reason for a ban there's nothing there that would suggest that i should have been kicked off um there is one thing and the the um the data set is called retail.communitytrust.communitycontentcontributioneligibility <laughs> and it's catchy yeah able to submit community content no <laughs> that's basically all that's in the sheet uh, it also has meets community content participation requirements on amazon.com no on amazon.co.uk yes so i guess that's just whether or not you're actually allowed to review the products on each of those sites i don't think i've ever bought anything from amazon.com um so i'm not surprised that i'm not eligible to do any reviewing on there but i am on amazon.co.uk but i'm not able to submit content actually have you googled that string and seen if other people have um, have written about this problem, and seen if that sheds any light on the on the issue. I just have. Um, it's not. It's not showing anything up. Nothing. Google doesn't search that kind of thing very well. I could put it in quotes and see if it works. Yeah. No, it's it doesn't show anything. So I, I maybe people aren't requesting their data. It it was an interesting process. I mean, obviously, I am skeptical because. All this, all this data is fine. Obviously, there's nothing in here that's particularly, you know, incriminating towards Amazon. But I also don't believe that this is the extent of the data that they keep. For example, there must be some scoring somewhere that um, that affects how they treat you when you try and return a product. Because we know that they have a sort of a way of keeping track of people who return a surprising amount of stuff and things like that. Um, you know, so there, there is obviously some stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm not privy to. Um, but, you know, most of the rest of it is is all of the sort of standard stuff that you'd expect. Um, I, I've, I, let me tell you how many uh, show. Apparently, I've streamed 
2,813 things from Amazon Prime. So that would be any individual episodes or or what about music? Does that include music? No, that doesn't include music. Music so is separate. Uh, that's just Prime Video. Yeah, let's see what's in. I mean, I don't use Amazon Music, uh, but my daughter often does play stuff using it. Um, that's got 10,000 uh, individual entries for uh, things that have been played. I mean, that's definitely not a service you want to associate with our previous topic, because imagine no. getting a GDPR data dump from Pornhub. Well, that, and that, that, that data must exist, presumably. So, I, I mean, know. okay, so you might not have a user account on on uh, an adult site, but there'll be some identifying data. Like, they're pretty good at keeping track of people, aren't they? It's half their business. So presumably somewhere there is a database that exists, but you would have no way of requesting it because you'd have no way of giving them any information about yourself. Maybe mm. IP address? I suppose. But if you have a dynamic IP address, that's going to change every yeah. few well, days. Well, most dynamic IP addresses don't change that often, to be honest. Well, keeping on this point, this hasn't got you any closer to finding out why Amazon doesn't let you rant about <laughs> products you hate on its no. And, website. And, and no, it doesn't. Um, you know, like I said, I've got a sheet that has all of my um, reviews. Uh, so retail, retail reviews, um, uh, Amazon verified purchases, number two. That's just got weird stuff in it. There's nothing useful there. Um, so yeah, the amount of data is so overwhelming that um, I, it's very difficult for me to say. What I have is this this sheet here I'm looking at now has um, every review I've written and it has a status and some of them are purged and some of them are approved. However, I think that the purged ones are products that no longer exist on Amazon. Um, so I don't. That's there's no clues there. It's not like you know, is there anything? Is there any reason that this has been kicked off? Um, I can't see anything. It, it's just, it simply has my review. And there's no um, there's no column that says, you know, removed for whatever reason or gives me any information. Like there's no sort of comment section, if you will, that says this was removed because blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm not really any closer. But you have had an interesting adventure. Which I is have always, had an interesting adventure, and I've got always good. a lot of data now. Has it um, made you think about your relationship with Amazon? I, I guess to some extent, I, I sort of, I'm finding myself less keen on Amazon with every passing day. I mean, you know, it's a decent enough service, but what what Amazon has done is it's made other retailers play the same game. So it's quite common now that you can have something delivered free within a couple of days or a day. Um, you know, it, it, everyone has had to meet Amazon's stupid but brilliant kind of uh, customer service requirements, if you see what I mean. You know, it's it, it has upped the game for all online retailers. But I'm also starting to see Amazon prices are not as competitive as they once were. Um, you know, it's not it's not a chewing that Amazon will be the cheapest option. In fact, a few things that I've been looking at recently, like some podcasting equipment, it's been much cheaper elsewhere. Um, you know, with similar deals on like free shipping and stuff like that. It, it's it's interesting that I kind of feel like we always knew it was going to go this way. Amazon will get capture the market, and then when it had it, prices would start to rise. I wasn't expecting it to. Um, to go up so quickly but it definitely feels like it's not the compelling offering it once was 
I am going to do this for myself. You have inspired me. Um, and I, I, when we're off air, I will ask you for the link on the instructions and of how you did this. And we'll put it in the show notes at uktechshow.com forward slash episodes, if that's okay, Ian. Yeah, of course it is. I've just found uh, kindle.devices.ereader low battery alert.zip. And now I'm overcome with curiosity. So presumably that's a log of every time you had a Kindle that was low on battery. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not very useful. Uh, not available battery low. <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to tell me there. It's hilarious. There's so much stuff in here. And I don't know why they keep some of it. And that's a question in itself. Maybe I do think there's an extra message that we should consider doing about this and really doing a deep dive on some of the stuff we can find from GDPR requests, because I did this before I deleted my Facebook and, um, you know, I did it with dating sites from many years ago. Mm. I did a show about that for Bloomberg as well. And But I've still kept all of those logs. I've I've got them. So we could we could go through and do a compare and contrast of what appears in our GDPR requests. What's the weirdest thing we stumble upon? I think that could be quite quite fun maybe it's we quite... could do it together ian yeah that in, would be good in person um, yes it would be nothing it, says I mean... friendship like a, going through your gdpr data dumps together <laughs> yeah and, uh, but the problem with it is is that they don't let you download it all in one go you have to download each individual data set individually oh. um and it's extreme I mean, you know there's so much of it as i said you know that quite a fact from, aside from the fact that there's lots of alexa audio there's you know stuff in here that there is no way to know what half of this stuff actually is and some of it's just not interesting like retail region authority one dot zip i don't care <laughs> well um if you've put in a request for your data, you know what to do. Send us a message. Send us your most embarrassing thing. Um, I'd love to know if uh, anyone's been particularly shocked at how much they've spent at Amazon. I'll tell you something. I'm terrified because I do use Amazon a lot. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's definitely worth it just for that. I don't know. It's one of these things you might be better off not knowing. Kind of terrifying. But we'll include the instructions, uktechshow.com forward slash episodes. Look for episode 267. There will be a link in there or in your MP3 file description. Before we move on, I just quickly want to thank our patrons, our beautiful, beautiful supporters who do support us directly. I'm going to thank Guthaman. He's our latest patron, listening to us live as we speak. Thank you, my good man, for joining us as a patron. It's great to have you. Uh, you can join Guthaman and others to get the full version of Text Message ad-free. Join our live audience uh, for every recording. You can get our sister show, Extra Message, uh, our back catalogue of unedited shows as well. Some people do seem to enjoy those. Uh, much more. Go to patreon.com forward slash UK tech and find out how you can support us. And if you are one of those people, you're going to hear our third discussion story in just a moment, all about why we keep buying DVDs. We got a bit of feedback coming. We had a few bits of feedback, actually, but we're running a little bit long today. But I did want to note this uh, from Raphael, who who, who mentioned that um, he actually said, I forgot to mention in my last email about the main show where you talked about the unknown podcast apps user. Uh, I'm one of them, he says. I use AntennaPod from the f droid store it's mm. working like a charm yes that does not appear in our podcast stats um so yeah we we have found out one of our unknown podcast apps yeah uh, it's Raphael. so and that was the that. that was the email 
you forwarded to me, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good email. So yeah. thanks for that, Raphael. Uh, regular feedbacker. Um, we don't always discuss our uh, emails on air. We, we, we probably we do don't sometimes, do it as much as we should. We certainly read them all. Always read Raphael's. Um, well, thanks very much for that, mate. And uh, we're going to now hear just very briefly what's been happening in the wider world of tech this week from a Mr. Tom Merritt. This week on Daily Tech News Show, is civility on the rise online? Maybe. Microsoft has new data to show you. NVIDIA lays down ARM's acquisition plans. It's not going to acquire ARM. Uh, there was a big step toward fusion energy in the UK, and Dr. Nikki explained what it means. A new fight to reclassify Uber employees is underway in Massachusetts, and Movie Pass is back. And Nate came on the show and helped us answer the question, why exactly is it back? All that and much more at dailytechnewsshow.com. I was very good. I bet you were. <laughs> that sounds like a really interesting show. Um, I um, that, yeah. I no, I, I don't think I was very good, particularly uh, oh. over and above this, this this show. But it was a very good uh, episode. I learned I learned quite a lot. That great. fusion stories made be making me laugh all week because yeah. it's like oh we're 10 years closer to a thing that won't ever happen i mean i'm sure it will happen but i remain very skeptical yeah i just need a way of containing something that's like a million times hotter than the center of the sun what magnets could possibly, what could possibly go wrong <laughs> um thanks for that tom yes if you if you want to go and listen to me on daily tech news show i was on friday's episode uh, that is the 11th of february so go and check that out thank you for that uh, both for the promo and for being on the show uh tom ian do you have anything else that you wish to say to the lovely ladies and gentlemen before i press play on our outro theme song just like to say bye really thanks for yeah. listening well i've pressed play now so it's fading in do you want to do you want to have, oh. uh, have a go bye bye everybody even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.